Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Join me in celebrating Women's History Month. On March 27th, I'm hosting a special virtual event for her by her presented by Fiverr. We'll be spotlighting and interviewing some of the most successful female business owners and their experiences with Fiverr. In the U.S., women are driving growth, and each year that percentage increases. Women-led startups have more than doubled since 2020, and from 2019 to 2023, women-owned businesses' growth rate outpaced the rate of men's in new businesses, employment, and revenue. In this panel discussion, you'll hear from top female business owners who have not only started their own companies, but cater to women through their products and services. Don't miss out. Head to bossproject.com slash RSVP and save your seat for this empowering event created by women for women. It's free to attend. I can't wait to see you there. That's bossproject.com slash RSVP. This message is sponsored and brought to you by Fiverr. Today, I'm super excited. We are going to talk about some stuff that might surprise you guys in the sense of we're telling you all the reasons why we say no to quote, opportunities, most opportunities, honestly, and our thought process behind our no and how you can now begin to ask yourself different questions when you get thrown various opportunities in your own business so you know if it's a right fit, if it's going to pay off, if it's going to be beneficial for both parties and all of that fun stuff. So we're talking about saying no to some big things and to some small things, just because it might not be right for our audience and our business. And sometimes if you're on the other side of this fence, where you're using other businesses, companies, or brands to promote your own product, we're going to give you some tips on how you can make that process even better by sharing with you some ways that people have pitched us where we've ultimately said yes. So you're going to get some inside scoop today, and I'm pretty pumped about it. Yeah, I'm super excited to tell you why we say no all the time. (laughs) And I guess if you want us to say yes, you should definitely listen to this episode. Uh, If you're like, I'd really love Abigail and Emily to blank, Mm -hmm. then you should listen to this episode because we're going to basically tell you what you should be doing. Yeah, to get us to say yes to your things. (laughs) (laughs) So first, before we go into all of this, there's going to be a term that we're going to throw around a lot this episode, and I feel like we should... Define Define it it. (laughs) and let people know what the heck this big word means. So we're going to be talking a lot today about quantifiable exposure. That's a really big word. And it basically means if you're not getting paid dollar bills for something, (laughs) how are you getting paid? Is it it in (laughs) tweets, shares of your blog posts, comments on Instagram? email list subscribers, being promoted on a webinar in front of someone else's audience. Like what is the exposure measurable that you, that's the quantifiable part. What is the measurable exposure that you're getting in return 
of what you're offering. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So this is like swapsies. So this is, <laughs> we're going back to barter and trade days. So uh-huh. if if I'm giving you an apple, how, what are you going to give me for my apple? And you're not just going to, you're not going to give me 50 cents. You're going to give I me. I raise you one apple for a PDF design and an Instagram share for that. Yes organic apple. I was really hoping you were going to say two oranges, but it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to get my my like telepathic clue as to what I was bartering for. It's fine. But that's a great point actually. If you don't know if people don't know what you want, they aren't going to know what you want. So, one of the biggest tricks to getting Why? someone to say yes to anything <laughs> is if they're like, if they pitch you and you're kind of interested, but their pitch is like all sorts of terrible, yeah. but you are interested in whatever is going on with them, pitch them back exactly what you're looking yeah. for. Yeah. Worst case scenario, they're like, whoa, dog, no, that's not in the budget. Hold the phone, French <laughs> Calm I down. I can't do that. <laughs> so why... As people who constantly tell you that you should be charging what you're worth. Yes. Why do we have an entire episode talking about doing something for free? Tell me, Abby. Because sometimes it actually is worth it. And sometimes it's not. So, (laughs) so, okay. So in this episode, we're going to really expand upon when it's not worth it. And then we're going to have an episode coming up very soon that really talks about the opposite. I feel like that's less pitch oriented. It's more about why we give away the kitchen sink, why we give everything away for free. And you'll be like, these girls give away everything for free. Then why are they saying no to all these awesome opportunities? Well, there's a reason, and that's why we're going into this today. Well, and there's a difference in not getting paid for yes. a service yes. and offering value to your audience. Yes. Okay? So today we're talking about not getting paid for a service when it makes sense, when it doesn't make sense. And our next episode or like a couple episodes down the road here, we're going to be talking about why you should be giving so much value for free to your audience and what that can do for your business. Okay? Yes. Cool beans. So if you're going into a collaboration, relationship, partnership, what ifs, and both of you are coming to the table basically under the assumption that money is not going to be traded. One person wants the other person to share about their product or service in a real and authentic way in hopes that that person makes more sales and that the person sharing is providing value to their audience. It's basically the foundation of all of the things that we're going to be talking about today. So if you're going willingly into one of those relationships, you can still ensure that the if you are the person wanting the other business to promote your thing that you are going to get enough exposure if you are giving that person your thing, okay? You can actually make a contract even if you're not trading dollar bills, okay? There are barter and trade contracts that you can look up on the old Goog and make it work for your business and get a freaking signature. 
but you need to be very clear about what you are expecting and what they are agreeing to. And by clear, I mean literally spell out 12 Instagram posts, 24 blog posts. Like that's a lot. That's an obscene amount. But whatever it is, like what's the number and what is the thing? When do they need to be done by? And if you don't like it, or if you don't think it was enough, like how can you reestablish that relationship? Yeah. What's the approval process? How does this relationship work? What do, who's supplying the photographs? Like laying out all of the responsibilities of each party. They're the same way you would in a marriage contract. Like I... (laughs) I will wash the dishes if you I will I will wash the dishes if you put away the laundry you know how you barter and trade with your husband it's the same thing but you write it down and you both sign it in ink and blood okay ink and blood ink and blood this is this is real stuff so and we're not we're as joking as this sounds like these are real things and you can actually ensure that Someone else will do this by having a contract. Now, keep in mind, because no money is being transferred, if someone breaks the contract, you need to have in place what will happen if that person breaks the contract. Are you going to stop doing XYZ for them? Because there's no money being traded, it's not like you're going to stop paying them. So, like, what is the... What is the process? You need to be aware of that specific thing that will happen. Right. This is why I'm a fan of temporary quantifiable exposure relationships. Yes. Meaning that y'all go into this almost like it's a trial period and you're trying to see if your audience likes whatever it is that you're promoting or the promoter is getting enough benefit or ROI from giving you the free thing and continuing to promote it. And to make sure that both of you like are on the same page and getting everything that you want, you can absolutely set like a 30 day deadline, a three month trial, and you're going to reassess what that exposure looks like. Cause for instance, if you go into sharing someone's amazing product or service and your audience like eats it up, Maybe after that uh, that trial period, you talk about being in some sort of affiliate program with that person. So they're still not technically paying you, but you're making a little bit of money from every sale of whatever it is that you're promoting instead of them like advertising with you, if that makes sense. But I don't think it necessarily needs to be super complicated. So I'm Instead of like talking in these if thens what what ifs, I'm gonna just literally give you some examples of ones that have actually gone down. Okay, yeah, do so it. before Penelope was born, if y'all don't know, adoption is hella expensive, like hella, and baby products are hella expensive, also very <laughs> expensive. And we had our eye on a few a few things, just a few things, and they ranged in price from I don't know, 60 bucks to a few hundred dollars. And I just as, you know, aunt to be <laughs> wanted to make Emily's life a little bit easier and keep some moolah in my pocketbook. So, I 
literally used our story and was like, you know, Emily's going through a rough time. Like she's had a really hard time getting pregnant and it just didn't happen. And so now this beautiful baby's coming into the world and Instagram is going to go crazy. <laughs> so you really ought to mail us this free thing and we're going to share one photo and we're going to get your free product and I'll, I'll email you that one photo. And it was a little nicer than that and a little <laughs> a little more profesh, if you know what I'm talking about. But we had mostly yeses. I think we had one person say no and a couple people just were like literally unresponsive. Mm-hmm. And a couple people said yes and then never got around to mailing it. Rude. What the heck? <laughs> so if you're hearing this, so yeah, you. I know who you, you. are. <laughs> but for us... It was, I mean, kind of a pain because we still had to take the photo and we still had to post it on our Instagram. But at the same time, we didn't go up to spend $200 on this thing Mm -hmm. and we could do it in like 15 minutes. And we got all of you guys over on Instagram loving it Mm because every time we post a picture of Penelope, it's like, boom, our Instagram explodes. It blows up. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. There are other instances where people have sent us props for our photos. So they'll know that we use notepads and pencils and coffee mugs a lot. Well, every time in our blog post images and our podcast graphics. So occasionally we'll just have some happy mail waiting for us that has some cool photo props in it of stuff that we can use. What else? Oh, for our birthday bash. Oh, yeah. We had a ton ton of of vendors. Yeah, we had a ton of people just mail us product that we gave away for free in our swag bags. So we, they ended up being swag boxes that were worth like 200 bucks. They were really cool. It was like Uh, the friggin' Oscars. It was not the Oscars, but it was, (laughs) it was as beautiful as the Oscars (laughs) in our 1000 square foot loft ish anyway so we we've only talked about things we said yes to so why we talk about things we say no to okay so we get pitches daily Mm -hmm. for people who want us to come to their conference to attend their summit to try their product to promote their social media graphic to put their I don't even know. Link their blog post on our blog somewhere. I could go on. There are a, a ton of different random pitches all the time. And every time they come in, we do actually try to read them. Some right. of them are so spammy yeah. that they go in the trash. Yeah. But if they're like legit, someone actually took the took time the to, time. Ri- to right. write us an email, like we do consider every pitch. But, but a hard and fast rule, like yeah. we'll say no to all of the ones that fall under this category. If we have not used that product or service or would never use that product or service, yes. or we cannot afford that product or service, nor would we tell our audience that they should spend money on that product or service. Those just get blanket no's. No matter how cool the thing might be, if we're like, ah, we wouldn't really spend money on that in the first place, then we know our audience isn't going to really spend money on that. 
so we don't really feel comfortable sharing about it. Yeah. So like there was like a subscription box that wanted to pay for Instagram spot, which we do do paid Instagram ads. Yeah, um, this was us turning down a paid spot. Which so we do do that as well as sometimes we'll do trade just depending on what the product is. But they were offering to pay us and give us the product, which the product was $750. It was a value. They do a subscription box every month. But we're like, we can't imagine any of y'all signing up for a $750 subscription box. Mm -mm. Y'all are barely... No, the value was seven fifty, but it was like one hundred and fifty dollars a month, or three hundred. It was three hundred dollars a month, I think. I don't know. Anyways, it was a lot. It was more than fifty dollars, which is about my top for spending anything monthly. And then, so we just didn't feel like we could get super ecstatic and behind it. And you guys would see it would that be like, us lying to you. Yeah, yeah, we'd be like. This is kind of cool if it were cheaper. <laughs> so <laughs> we look said, at all the cool stuff. And we flat out said, we love what you're like the box, but we're saying no because that budget isn't right for our audience. So they literally emailed us back and they said, what if we changed our prices? And we said, sure. Reach if out. You, if you change your prices, let us know. So, I mean, obviously that's an important thing to consider. Other things we say no to, Abby brought up summits, so meaning like online summits, webinar collaborations would be kind of the same thing. Depending on the person and depending on the audience, all of this falls under that like everything depends on. But as you grow and as you figure out what your audience wants and who you could get in front of that would help your business the best, that will help you get real like clear on these yeses and nos. But a blanket no for those type of things is if we're not getting a copy of the email list from those campaigns, we're saying no. Because it takes so much time and energy for us to teach and like give value that if we're not going to get the emails in return, we're just going to host a webinar where we could get all of those emails because it takes the same amount of energy. Yeah, so the typical summit format that I've seen as of late is like the summit organizer sends you all the stuff and you just promote the summit to your particular page, yada, yada. But then in your summit interview, you can give away a freebie. And then if you get people to sign up for your freebie, then you get just those email addresses. Well, generally speaking, and the summits we've been pitched to as of late, the people on the list who are also presenting, like, I have nothing against these other people at all. But our email list is four and five and Mm -hmm. six times as much. And so we're literally giving 11,000 emails potentially to this person. And they're doing all this promotion, which is great, but we might only get 200 new email addresses mm-hmm. unless they give us the whole list, which is, right. it's just not worth it to yeah. us because otherwise we're spending hours. Well, per- and we have to sign contracts for those yeah. to agree that we're going to do a, a solo email to our audience about the summit and a blurb and a social media post and whatever. 
And we're typically launching our own stuff. And so it gets really tricky in fitting in someone else's promotion because our email is pretty sacred and we try not to like bombard it with a whole bunch of promotion stuff. And so that to us alone, sending a promo email to our audience about anything other than our own stuff cost us a lot. Right. Even though it's free, it's still so much time. Yeah that we're taking away from everything else that we could be doing in our business. Mm-hmm. Which speaking of time, that leads me into the the conversation that I like least looking forward to having in this whole this whole podcast, which Uh-oh. is why, this which is why we've said no to a bunch of conferences this year. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get Get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Today's podcast is sponsored by Squarespace, the only all-in-one website platform we use and recommend to our clients. Squarespace makes it easy to create beautiful websites, engage with your audience, and sell your products and services all in one place. Visit squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace has professional website templates with designs for nearly every category and use case. Start with a flexible template, then customize it to fit your unique needs. With Squarespace extensions, you can connect your website to vetted third-party tools to fully customize your website exactly the way you want it. Whether you sell services, products, or digital items, Squarespace has the tools you need for your online store. You can now host your videos on Squarespace and show them on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your videos with member areas. Go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash boss project to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash boss project. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire. We've had to weed through hundreds of applications in the past. We could have saved so much time if we'd used Indeed. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I don't have a hard time talking about this. So if you just want to hang out, you can. You guys know I get opinionated and I get on my my little high horse here. So I, I acknowledge that. I think we'll start with our disclaimer first to yeah. set the tone. So we do say no to a lot of conferences and we will tell you why. And the disclaimer is we have never, ever, ever hosted a conference. We have never been the organizer of a conference, tried to put any of these together. So we absolutely 100% cannot speak on that side of the fence. We are only speaking on the speaker side of the fence. Okay. We have spoken at two conferences for free. We did those last year. We did get our meals and our hotel comped. I think we, do we have to pay for our flight for both of those? I think so. Yes. Yes. We had to pay for our flight for both of them. And before that, we did speak at a couple of local events that we did get paid for. And we used those as like trying to practice speaking in front of a small crowd in person, which was super beneficial, but we did make some money off of that. Mm -hmm. So we said yes to the two conferences last year for free because we, A, really liked the organizer of those conferences, really, really supported their mission, had great conversations with them about adding value to their community. And they were also communities that we wanted to get in front of physically in person. So getting to meet people who we had just kind of like crushed on online, getting to like put faces to our name in circles that were online that we felt like we hadn't really got into yet. So that was a super big benefit to us. Both of them also, we treated like a vacation. So we took a couple extra days before the conference and just like kind of breathed. We got a massage at one and we just like kind of chilled, which was super helpful for us and our business. So that's your disclaimer. But now I think that conferences and Saying yes to conferences for little to no money, most of the time it's no money, doing it for the exposure, that kind of mentality is one of the last like frontiers that we haven't yet conquered in the whole charge what you're worth scheme of things. I think a lot of people are still treating it as that, oh, but I'm getting practice and oh, but I'm building my portfolio because those are literal sentences that people say in regards to conference experience. Oh, I haven't done it enough. Oh, I haven't done many big conferences. So they're saying all of these things to justify not charging. And so then it just leads into this vicious cycle of the people organizing those conferences know that they don't have to pay that much or all of their speakers, because some speakers do get paid at conferences and some don't even at the same conference. So it kind of creates this weird little zone of people that are still kind of working for free. Yeah. And so when she says free, 
It depends on the conference. So usually, quote, free is not totally free. It's usually they will pay, they will waive the conference fee and they will pay for your accommodations. And if food is provided for conference attendees, they would generally provide it for you for free. Mm-hmm. If if conference attendees have to leave for lunch, they're probably not going to give you cash to go right. eat lunch. And some will pay for your flight, but they might give you like a budget. Like you have $400 to get here or whatever. So if you're halfway across the universe, good luck. Or if, you know, flights go crazy, I mean, it's on you to f- try to get there. So that's kind of... It's between a rock and a hard place because you're like, well, the conference is like $2,000 or whatever. And it's like, yes, but generally, if you're the one being asked to speak, you probably aren't going to get a lot of value from the conference itself. Mm -hmm. I mean, you might learn a few things. You might. You might get some value from the other speakers, as in some of the relationships you create. But you have to think about how much time you are physically away from your desk, Mm -hmm. how much time you're away from your email, how much time you're away from the normal day-to-day activities that you would be doing in order to generate income in your business. Mm -hmm. And so... If we were gone for a three or four day conference, I mean, we're talking we would be out because of travel and stuff for a week minimum. Mm-hmm. And that's two of us. And we're the only two full time people in our business. And we're definitely the only two people working on actively generating income. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just doing their job on the sidelines, which mm-hmm. is great. And that's what they're supposed to be doing. But they're not like actively right. they're working not writing on emails. <laughs> no, they're not writing emails for us. They're not doing live webinars for us. And so we were like, okay, so at the second free conference, we got an opportunity to pitch. Mm-hmm. And so we pitched live and then kind of did like a follow-up with the conference attendees. And it was what, 150 people. Mm -hmm. And so we converted those people and we made some money, but we made less that week than we would have made if we had hosted a live event online for free. Mm -hmm. And that was a hard pill to swallow for both of us. And I think it really gave us the aha that like we because of the way we built our own business we can generate our own quantifiable exposure that's larger Mm -hmm. than the audience that these conferences are bringing in now granted when we're at a conference like we're being exposed to these people over and over again so the hope is if they did buy something from us they're hopefully going to be like that reoccurring customer that comes back and repurchases and they are really invested in what we do, but not necessarily. We can't guarantee that because they they may have not come to the conference to see us. Right. They may have come to the conference because the headliner was amazing or someone else at the conference was like, 
the reason they showed up. And if we weren't the reason, then we we're just extra. We're just we're just like the mayo on their hamburger. <laughs> which may or may not be a wanted thing. Yeah. Yeah. Some people don't like mayo on their hamburger. I hate mayo. Ugh, I can't even say the word without gagging. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> so so uh, now that we've like I feel like we might be the only ones in this industry with that opinion about conferences. Um, We got back from our second free conference in 2016 and said the next conference that pitches us, this is the minimum that we're going to need to get paid. And sure enough, a couple weeks later, a month or so, we had a conference pitch. It was for a really, really good conference, but it was going to be shortly after Penelope was born. So we asked for extra than we probably normally would pre-baby. So a ticket for my husband and extra incentives for this extra person that was coming with us because I wasn't going to leave her. And it ended up didn't working out. It, It wasn't within their budget and that was totally fine. Not a big deal. But it was one of those things where we kind of had to stick to our guns and be like, if we want to make that much money, we can do it in our own home offices, not wearing pants. And my kid is in the next room instead of doing all of that. Yeah. And it was a, it was a hard pill to swallow because conferences are so much fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. even though I can't say, like, the second conference we went to was very, very, very focused on photographers. Yeah. And so there was some sessions that literally made zero impact on our business. But that meant we got to hang out by the pool. Yeah. And we got to explore the city. Yeah. And it was a true vacation. Palm trees. And I literally, like, I'm telling you now, I want to own an address in Palm Springs before I die. Like, it's happening. Like you, you can come visit me. It may take until I'm 50, but uh, it's happening. But Um, whose business type do conferences like that work for? Yes. Okay. So this is an important differentiation. So we sell online courses and we knew that our business could make more money, not at a conference. But for some of you, and I would say specifically service-based, high-end, high-end service-based people, going to a conference may be just the ticket you're looking for. Yep. The great marketing tactic of 2017. And I say this because I at first I didn't understand it because there was a few of our friends that literally went to like 30 conferences. Yeah, and I was that like, was like their marketing plan. And I was like, what are you doing? How? <laughs> and then I and then I got it. Be- so one of our friends, she is a uh, high-end web designer. Her name's Kathy. She actually did our website, Love Inspired. Shout out. Mm-hmm. So she works with a lot of different types of creative business owners, but her website packages are a premium. And so she was a speaker at one of the conferences we spoke at. But her target market is other speakers. Mm-hmm. Not the attendees. Not the attendees. So hack. Brilliant. Who knew she literally goes to present mm-hmm. 
We watch her presentation. I've never met this woman in my life. I knew we needed a new website. Mm-hmm. I had no plan on hiring this person. And then within a month, yeah, two month months, and a half, yeah. We we had reached out to other people we had met at the conference, but she she became the clear winner. And so yeah. I'm sure Kathy's business thrives on meeting other conference speakers at conferences. Yep. So if you're in that high-end service industry, I mean, maybe conferences are perfect for you because the quantifiable exposure is there. Mm -hmm. Because you may make the five connections that lead to your five biggest client projects that you do all year long. Yep. But for us, it's just like the money is literally not there. Yeah. (laughs) That said, yes... We are looking to get paid for conferences, but we would still go to a free conference for the right quantifiable exposure. Yes. Even as a multi-six-figure business, we are still assessing proper quantifiable exposure. That never goes away, but it changes as you grow. The terms tighten up. The return for both of you gets greater. And so if we were to go to a conference with like freaking Oprah, <laughs> we're willing to not get paid for that, to meet her, get in front of her or other industry leaders, like, yeah. you know, our people. <laughs> we don't have to name names because it's just, it just gets awkward. It's fine. <laughs> but you know, Oprah, it's fine. Uh-huh. Like that, yeah. that would just make sense. But other things to consider, if you're pitching And I don't care if you're pitching your product, your service, your, I mean, anything. And you're pitching to an influencer of some kind. And you want them to say yes. You need to stop thinking about what's in it for you for five seconds. Mm -hmm. I know ultimately, that's what you want. And that's what will happen. But if you can be super specific as to how it will help your client Mm -hmm. or your potential person, then they are so much more likely to say yes. So we got this pitch the other day in our inbox. And normally, I would be like, absolutely not. A, it was from a man. Normally, if it's from a man, no offense, you just you get like negative ten percent right away. Mm-hmm, um, gotcha. <laughs> we're we're counteracting the wage gap, all right. <laughs> so it was from a man, and he was like, "You can get my product free for forever," and I was like, "Damn, <laughs> damn, what the heck?" But then he was like, "But Tony Robbins already uses it," and I was like, "What?" What? What? Huh? Love that dude. What's up? <laughs> so we were like, okay, tell me more. So we like obviously clicked to the website, got a little more info, clicked around. I'm sure you're really curious what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> tell you yet. So we were lurking around the website and it looked super legit. Like the website was super professional. If you don't have a legit website and you're pitching these influencers, <laughs> Emily tells you like it is. Um, <laughs> but the website was awesome. And we're like, well, 
I mean, it was short. It was to the point. Mm-hmm. And we're like, maybe too good to be true is awesome, you know? <laughs> and so we well, emailed like, like, like numbered the benefits. Like it was yeah. like one sentence. Here's the thing. Number one, this could happen. Number two, here's what else you're going to get. Number three, here's what else awesome, cool thing is happening. It was never about like, like we get the opposite of pitches. We're like, our app has been downloaded by 18 kajillion people and has 73 five-star reviews and lives on this site. Like, I don't give a shit about that stuff. I want to know the value. How can my audience or my business grow from what you're wanting me to use? Yeah. That's what I want to know. Yeah. So focus on what they're going to get out of it. I mean, if you're going to give them the product for free, I mean, tell them that. If the product is super valuable or has some like reoccurring charge, like for instance, his product has a monthly reoccurring charge and he was offering us to be a a partner is what he called it, Mm -hmm. a partner in the business, which we don't get. Like we don't own a percentage of no, his business. It's not, it's not like our type of partnership. It's not. It's not. It's like the way you're married to your barista. Okay, it's, it's a similar concept. He yeah, adds an extra shot for you when you come in looking like a hot mess, and you give him an extra dollar in the tip jar. It's fine. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> so, not that I have a barista husband or anything. <laughs> <laughs> So, but he was using words that just really made you feel connected Mm -hmm. immediately. Like, and I literally don't even remember this pitch, but I immediately was like, okay, sold. And then we, and then we were like, okay, let's get him on a phone, which Mm -hmm. normally we're like, I do not want to talk on the phone to anyone ever. (laughs) But we were like, let's get him on the phone. And then we got him on the phone and he, he knew what he was talking about. Yep. He was like, here, 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 and this is what happens next. What's up? And And he like guided the conversation and he he was ready to talk to us. He set dates, which is like super sexual to me. (laughs) Give me some due dates and I'll say yes to anything. (laughs) And and we're on the road. So like that could be a huge opportunity for us. And what that means to you is focus less on your benefit. Focus mm-hmm. less on, you know, if they're going to make 30% reoccurring commissions, don't say, I'm going to make 70% every <laughs> time you make a sale. Like, just don't do that. Well, like, and I think, too, when we try to pitch people, the reason why we focus on, like, our benefits, like, if I and, – and I'm I'm thinking right now of how we pitch people to be on the podcast – you know, we pull out, here's how many downloads we have. Here's the reach yeah, that we have. I'm just which, thinking we really Which I know is to- beneficial. Like they need to know how many people they're getting in front of. Yeah. But I do think we could tweak that of like, here's what's led for other interviewers in their own business by being on our podcast. Like here are the results. Here are the quotes of what our interviewers are saying after we hang out with them of how much fun it was or how easy it was or whatever, like all of those things we could be definitely doing a better job highlighting. Yeah. I already have, I already yeah. have like five ideas from our own conversation right now. It's talking about what their experience is going to be and not how good our show is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that's all everyone cares about is the experience. Do y'all get that yet? 
Yeah. I'm still understanding it every day. So no judgment if you don't. No, it's totally, it's, we forgive you for every bad pitch that you ever wrote. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I've sent some bad ones. For bad serious. ones. And the really cool thing, the really cool thing is if you wrote one to someone, even if you wrote one to us, I don't remember. They don't no. remember. If it was that bad, I don't remember. <laughs> it probably got deleted already. Or I actually, so I know it, I know it got deleted because Katie got us inbox zero and so I'm like super excited about that. Yeah. <laughs> Inbox zero every day, mm-hmm. locking it out. But what I'm saying is, pitch again. Like you can pitch always, again. you can always go back to those people that you've been like dreaming of working with, mm-hmm. and try again from a different angle. And yeah. I promise you, even if the, even if they have a VA reading about it, even if it's like someone else is going yeah. over the emails they, they don't see value where there's value and they don't remember who else emailed right. either like right. just do it again don't use yeah. the same subject line so it doesn't pop up the same like right. then you're, but then you're good just start try over again, baby try it yeah. again <laughs> add the value so I think that covered everything we wanted to talk about of what we say no to. I hope that gave you guys some tips on how to restructure or structure who you want to pitch to. So I feel like, do we need to have two separate talk strategy to me? Yeah. So like one that's focused on you saying no, and then one focused on making a better pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So here are some strategies on either getting a better yes, like if you want to say yes, but making it a better yes, or just flat out saying no. So setting up that quantifiable exposure. So know before you go into any relationship whatsoever, it doesn't matter who pitches you, what do you need? What's your minimum base for doing anything for quote free? What do you absolutely have to get out of it? Or what are you going to give in return for it? So if you know your base, you know what you want out of the relationship before they even start, it helps make that conversation a lot easier. Type up a canned response. If you're getting pitches or if you're getting pitches, it works both ways. Type up your canned response of adding value or having your yes already solidified. Yes, let's hop on a 15-minute phone call so I can make sure you're not a serial killer and I can, you know, see if we want to make the collaboration actually work. Or have your no response canned up so you're not having to sit and stare at your email like, oh, I had to say no to this person. It feels super awkward. Just have your no nice and polite and just get it done. And if you're like us and haven't done either of those things yet, <laughs> yeah, then mm-hmm. you you can tell your VA to will you to please make say two no. canned responses, please. <laughs> yeah. Katie um, should listen to our podcast for her job duties. <laughs> okay, that sounds like a plan. That, that would be an expensive. Anyway, we're not getting into that. Fine. So for. The people who want to make better pitches, your talk strategy to me is one, focus on the value that the person is getting rather than the value that you have already. Because nobody cares about your downloads or your ratings or whatever. And I literally have put these things in... Mm -hmm my pitches many a time already. Mm -hmm. But instead, tell them why 
they're going to want to be a part of this opportunity. And two, make a list of five people that either never responded to your pitch previously because it sucked (laughs) or B didn't, they said no previously Mm -hmm. because your pitch sucked (laughs) (laughs) and you're going to rewrite your pitch to those five people. Yeah. If you're rewriting a pitch to us, put a unicorn emoji in your subject line and it'll get our attention faster. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. (laughs) So we really hope that this is helpful. We hope you get more yeses this year. And I hope you're encouraged to say more no as well. If you're pitching, get more yeses. If you're the one influencing people, say no more often. It's okay. Mm -hmm. You don't have time for that. I get your life. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creative shop, C-O-O-P dot com.